welcome to a new episode of Monroe Mustang, brought to you by the Monroe College Mustangs Athletic Department. I'm your host, David Spiegel. Here with me today is a special guest, the former assistant sports information director for the Monroe Mustangs, former sports information director, the first ever for the Monroe Express, and former voice of the Mustangs and play-by-play announcer. Currently, he is the director of sports information at Hiram College in his home state of Ohio. Please welcome Ari Ross. Thanks for having me, David. Thanks for being on, Ari. It's uh, good to talk to you again. It's been a while since we've been face-to-face like this. Yeah, it's been a while. We, we text quite often, as I'm sure many of you are aware, but it's, it's good to see each other once again. So it's been a while. It's always nice to see a, a, a face, um, especially in these challenging times. Of course, I agree. And, um, you know, like you said, we, t- we text very often. We stay in touch because we do the same thing just in different places. And I'd like to think I taught you everything you know. So obviously we still help each other out from time to time doing our thing. So let's begin by talking about how things started with us. Cause like I mentioned, you know, you were the, the first ever Monroe Express sports information director. And before that you were mostly working with the Monroe Mustangs. So we first had the need to bring somebody in uh, three years ago when I started in 2017 and for some reason we had your resume on file and I remember making a few calls and we got in touch with you your experience for someone just coming out of college was extensive um, I really respected that you put yourself out there got yourself a lot of experience and uh, seemed like you know what you were doing so tell us about a few of the things you did before you found us at Monroe so I, I went to Northwestern. Um, I did a lot of sports broadcasting. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster, and there's still a part of me that does and wants to do some sports broadcasting. Um, but I've kind of gone in a different route. Um, I did student radio. I did student TV. I did some behind-the-scenes stuff with Big Ten Networks to you and Studio N, which is Northwestern sort of behind-the-scenes production, sort of allowing students to get a hands-on role, with directing, instant replay, graphics, and all that sort of stuff with the many video boards and all sorts of other technological equipment. Um, Northwestern has at its disposal. I did a couple summer internships um, with Fox Sports Ohio. I worked um, a summer in Battle Creek, Michigan, though I highly recommend never go to Battle Creek, Michigan, um, broadcasting games in the Northwoods League. Um, that, was a, that was an interesting summer. We can talk about that another time. And then um, I spent the summer, uh, uh, the winter of my senior year on my journals of residency at Sports Illustrated um, as a reporting intern. I've always known I wanted to go in sports in some capacity. Honestly, I didn't know what sports information was um, until I kind of got the job at um, Monroe. Um, but I mean, you contacted me um, the summer I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota as the broadcast and media relations sit- assistant for the Sioux Falls Canaries. That's an American association team that is playing baseball this year, surprisingly enough. And they're doing pretty well. Um, I'm still cheering them on just a little bit, but I remember getting your email and honestly, I'm not 100% sure I remember even applying to the job previously, um, but I guess I did. And I remember getting your email and exchanging some emails and I was certainly interested and it kind of all came from there. Yeah, for some reason, that's one of the big mysteries of Monroe is how did we get Ari Ross's resume? But that's not the important part. The important part is we did find you. We flew you out, we met you, you know, we showed you around New Rochelle. I believe you got to see the Bronx as well. And you know, we knew your role was going to kind of be obviously to help me in, at, in New Rochelle for the Mustangs. And you wanted to do some broadcasting. And I definitely wanted a broadcaster. 
obviously we had the opportunity available with football and basketball and soccer and volleyball, baseball, softball, you did it all. So it's, you know, you saw it as a good opportunity to get more experience doing that and obviously break into a sports field. Um, I know just from knowing a lot of broadcasters around New York and all over the place that it's not an easy business to get into, of course, as you've experienced. And, you know, I know people that have been trying for 20 years that still do it on the side, but they have a full-time job otherwise working in sports. So, you know, it made a lot of sense to me that you found something you were going to be good at while still gaining experience broadcasting. And obviously we really enjoyed having you. I still have people today asking where you are when we're, you know, when they're watching our basketball games and our football games. So obviously you left your mark here, but what I want to focus on a little bit today is that when you started up and when I started up is when we also started up the Monroe Express athletic department. And while you were the assistant SID in New Rochelle, a lot of your duties were getting things going in the Bronx for the Monroe Express. So we started out there with the Express that first year with men's and women's soccer, women's volleyball, men's and women's basketball, and baseball. Just those six sports to, right, to start with. And you know, I wouldn't say it was too overwhelming of a job right away, which is why you were working with me as well and able to do play-by-play -play and all the broadcasting you wanted to do. But what was that experience like, kind of just starting up a brand new program, especially when you were also still learning how to do the job? I think it was great experience. I mean, I know I visited, I came to Monroe. Um, I'm not sure, looking back on it, if I had any idea what I was getting into. I didn't really know what sports information was. I think if you had the play-by-play -play part of the job was huge and I still wanted to do a more play-by-play -play at that time. And I've kind of shifted my career path for a variety of reasons since then. But I, I think getting to sort of build a sports information department, of course, with your help from the ground up was just an irreplaceable experience. I mean, Blur Express didn't really have a website when I got there. It was it barely in its infancy. There wasn't really a social media presence. I mean, you had started some stuff. But at some point, you have 20-something teams on your hand. You can't do all that yourself. So you brought me in, and I kind of got my feet wet with the Mustangs. You were incredibly helpful, sharing an office um, together, bouncing ideas at each other and whatnot. And I think, I mean, it was, it, it was an experience that was, was huge, and I, I have it right on my resume that I, I built a sports information department from the ground up, and not many people get to do that. And we put together sort of graphics and sort of built – built the Monroe Express brand and since you've rebranded it had new logos and stuff and I was helping out that at the beginning but I think just just to be able to kind of turn the expresses into what it is today is just a huge part of my experience I mean to be able to build up their social media following the website and kind of get my feet wet in so many things and do so many things in a way where at, at the JUCO level as you know David not everyone does all these things but we did these things and we took them to the next level it gave me such good experience that I'm able to bring to my next job and then future endeavors as well. Yeah, I think I'm sure now that you've had experience for the last year and change working at Hiram, the NCAA Division Three school, that you've seen a lot of the differences between the NJCAA and the NCAA and what your expectations are, what your capabilities are, what you know, different things you have at your disposal just because you're in the NCAA. And I know I told you a few different times that if you can succeed with what our limitations were, and that's, that's, not, that's not a Monroe limitation, that's a, you know, Juco in general limitation across the board, that 
it'll probably make your next job a lot easier because of the you know things that you have to do yourself are things that you can now rely on others for, such as getting stats from other schools and things like that. Um, you know, I won't go too in depth about the sports information business because I don't want to bore our audience too much, but just, uh, you know, there, there are definitely some exciting things that we got to experience. Um, one of them that you got to do in my place in your first year was that when our baseball team made it to the Juco World Series for the first time, I unfortunately couldn't make it and you took my place and you got to experience that whole everything that was so great about it. So you want to tell us a little bit about your experience out there in Grand Junction, Colorado? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was sort of the first time I really got to be like a full encompassing sports information director. I mean, there's at the JUCO level, we don't do a lot of media relations. I mean, heck, I don't do a ton of media relations at the D3 level just with Hiram because we don't get a ton of coverage. But I mean, when you go to the JUCO World Series, people are clamoring to cover, cover you. And I think that was the first time I was kind of, not only I was on my own um, with, with a team with a number of great personalities who we got to kind of show off um, and a number of great coaches who we got to show off. But on sort of the big stage, the Juco World Series is probably the biggest stage at the junior college level. Um, I got to kind of interact with reporters and get uh, and pitch them stories and get them to cover stories and get us on the local news and get us in the local newspapers um, and sort of work to make sure that we are covered to the fullest extent and and we, we picked up our first Juco World Series win, um, the Mustangs did there, and kind of should cover that. And it was, it was, not only was it great from a great experience from an SID perspective, but that's probably the most fun week I had over my two years at Monroe, just to be able to get to go to Grand Junction. And I mean, I had been to Colorado once before, but that was when I was two, so I don't remember a thing. Um, and I mean, it, it was a blast. The stuff we did before and after, um, all throughout the, I think it was a week and a half or two weeks we were there because we stayed the entire time. Um, not only did we get to see some great baseball, not only did the Mustangs pick up a big win, um, we got to, we went, I think it was kayaking, we went on a couple hikes, just the nature and the scenic areas around Grand Junction is great. I have to meet some great people who I still um, connect with and know who are reporters or whatnot in Grand Junction. And just, it was, it was all in all a terrific and fun experience. And, um, I'm sure you weren't too happy you weren't able to go, but I'll be forever thankful that I kind of got my feet wet and got that great experience. And I think it was, it was probably five or six days in um, to, to when the actual games were starting. And we, we were texting and whatnot. And I know there was talk of bringing me on full time uh, as, as the express idea. And I think one of the things we were talking, one of the things you said was, all they have to do is look at what you're doing now. And there's no reason they shouldn't hire you full time. That, that's kind of stuck with me. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it kind of showed I could do this and it's not saying I could, didn't know I could do this before, but I mean, we hit, we hit it out of the park and then you, 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 you did it even further two years ago in their appearance in the Juco World Series, building on what I did. Um, so I, th I think that, that experience kind of still sticks with me to this day and I, I still wear that Juco World Series shirt I bought, um, on a near monthly basis. So it's one of my favorite shirts. Yeah. Thankfully for me our team made its way right back the next year. I was able to go through the experience as well. It was a little bit different for me. You know, unfortunately, after we were eliminated this time around, we didn't stick around for too much longer. So we didn't get to do the whitewater rafting or the hiking, but we did experience a lot in those two days. I met a lot of people out there in Colorado that, um, you know, obviously you met the year before and I got to see all the fans that somehow really took to us. Uh, I talked with Francis Santos recently. Of course, I'm sure you remember Francis. 
And he, he told us about a lot of those experiences as well and just what he liked so much about it, why he felt like we made such a big impact out there just on a you know fan base level, like so many people in town loved us so much. And I remember you telling me about all those different experiences out there, all the different media you connected with. And obviously your first trip out there laid the foundation for us to be successful out there in terms of media relations. Um, and every time we go out there now, I think um, my experience a little more than a year ago going out there, a lot of them were asking for you saying, oh, Ari was here last year. So what happened with him? And I was like, well, he stole my spot. So, you know, it's my turn. Um, but yeah, one, one thing you, you did mention there is that, you know, you still technically were part, were part time with us when you did make that trip. And thankfully over that summer, you were hired full time to work with the Monroe Express. So then, you know, you moved from sitting in my office with me sharing space there to your own space in the Bronx. Um, you got to really experience just, that was when you really got to start everything of your own in with the express, you know, you had updated offices and the facilities were ever updating as well. The teams were expanding and improving. So what were, what was that second year like for you when you really got immersed with the express and kind of started being a little more hands off with the Mustangs? I think it, that was when um, I, and of course, along with your help really started building the Monroe express brand. We really started sort of doing things that we couldn't, we couldn't do as much of the year before just because we all, didn't always have time. Um, the Express team started winning. We had, um, in just three years, the, the first 1,000-point score in program history, um, which we were able to kind of build off of and grow. And we, we were able to kind of build the brand and excite, ex, excite the student-athletes and kind of get them interested. I mean, obviously, the social media followings and the websites and whatnot, they all grow and whatnot. But just kind of growing the, the Monroe Express brand in the sense of it was, I, I would hope now at this point, it's, it's well known within the Bronx. So it's, it's I mean, I can't imagine people had heard of the Monroe College Express before you or I got there. But at this point, I mean, I see the coaches landing recruits on a consistent basis. I mean, the basketball teams are pretty good. Uh, Jeremy led them all the way to, the, I believe, the quarterfinals of the semifinals this past year. They're consistently making the playoffs. They're, they're picking up wins left and right, and they're making a name for themselves in the region. Um, which is, which of course makes publicity even easier, but just the things you're able to do with sort of as the program grows and grows and gets more spaces and gets more um, resources and whatnot, you're just able to kind of build it up. And that experience is something you can kind of take anywhere because rarely you're going to get to go somewhere where you're starting a first year program. Um, but kind of you along with I got to do that and sort of build it up and build it the way we wanted it to, to the point where we're doing live stats at all home games, which is a rarity for Juco. We're doing full stats at road games for, for many of them. We're doing live streams and whatnot where we can. We're doing game day graphics, other graphics, recruit graphics, all sorts of stuff that make us sort of stand out from the rest of the Region 15 schools. And I think that that was sort of great experience. And I think people look on that. And I imagine Hiram looked at that and said, hey, that's great experience. This is why we want Ari. And of course, it led and moved the ball rolling. And now, now I'm here. Of course, that was a, a bad day for me when you decided you had to leave us um, from Monroe and, and, you know, obviously advance your career, get back closer to home. You know, as someone that just moved back into his own hometown, I can't really fight you on that one, knowing, you know, the comforts of home are always nice. Um, but 
I think one of those things we experienced with the Express too is that, you know, not only were you new to sports information and somewhat college athletics and, you know, me being new to Monroe when you first got hired as well, but that all the coaches for the Express and all the administrators were also doing this for the, not necessarily the first time themselves, but they were building up their own programs and their own departments. So I think that was one thing that made the camaraderie with the Express a lot easier because everyone's in the same boat. You know, the soccer team is starting up and it's having its first year. The women's, men's soccer team, the women's soccer team, basketball teams, volleyball, baseball, everyone's doing it for the first time in the Bronx. So I think, you know, it made it a lot easier to connect with all of our coworkers down there. And um, one person in particular we know is probably one of the hardest working people that we've seen in this line of business. And that's the athletic director for the Monroe Express, Alaire Primiano. She will hopefully soon be a guest on this show as well. And uh, I know, you know, you developed a very strong relationship with her in your time here, as have I. And I mean, we both have the utmost respect for her and how hard she works, which is way too hard. Alaire, if you're listening to this, you work way too hard. And um, just tell me about how um, your experiences working with her. And I want to piggyback on that afterwards and talk about uh, your experiences also in New Rochelle with Lou Melendez. In my three years in sports information so far, I've worked for three incredible athletic directors. And I think moving forward, um, I think one of the most important parts of being a sports information director is your boss and your athletic director. And that's something that like people, I imagine, don't take into account as much when they're taking a new job. But moving forward, I certainly will. Um, there's just something about working for a boss that not only believes in you, but wants to empower you and push you to be better, um, which Alaire and Lou and now Todd have all done um, for me, I think. With, with Alaire, we kind of, we're all getting started. We're all trying to do a bunch of different things. Alaire has so much on her plate, still has so much on her plate. Um, but at times, we're just able to sit down and talk through things and figure things out. And there's things I want to do. And we, we, if we have the money for them or if we don't, we try to move things around. Just being able to kind of, um, I mean, our job is to promote our athletes and promote our, our brand and our athletic department. And just to be able to do that with her help and to the fullest extent was, was huge. And I mean, she, she works crazy hours. She's She's always seemed like she's in the office, uh, but she, she does a terrific job. And we joked that the Express were like her baby, um, but it, it truly is. And for, for all of us who were there the past couple of years and moving forward, the Express was like our baby. We were, we were taking care of it. We were nurturing it. I saw a couple of pictures of Mince is now, now ha finally has that, that basketball forward as, as, as basketball runs and whatnot. And we were talking about that like my second year there. Um, and it's just great to see that like, thing, things, the ball continues to keep rolling. That, that is sort of, we, we pushed it up the hill, and now it's, now it's all going downhill from there. And the coaches are picking up recruits and whatnot, and I think Alaire's just been a huge part of it. She, she makes sure everyone's in a position to succeed, um, and she does whatever she can. Um, I know sometimes she has to fight with administration, um, but she does a good job with that. Um, and that, that's the role of an athletic director. Um, and she... she She's done a great job. She put us all in a position to succeed, and she's always there. She comes to games when she can and is cheering us on. And she's, 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 she was the number one for the Express, and I'm sure she still is. Yeah, I'll say one thing that I respect most about both athletic directors here at Monroe is that, you know, it's hard sometimes for college administration to really believe in athletics. You know, you, you hear about it across the country, especially in our line of business, the sports information that, you know, sometimes the college itself is just not on board with, with athletics. And thankfully at Monroe College, they were on board enough with athletics that they created a second athletic department. But I think it speaks to 
the dedication and hard work that the two our two athletic directors have put in say that you know the college administration trusts them so much and supports them so much that you do see things like you know a brand new resurfaced court in the mints and same thing for the monroe athletic complex in new rochelle that we just resurfaced that floor as well with the brand new logos on both campuses now and things are you know, still on the up and up for our athletic departments. Hey Mustangs, I just wanted to tell you about the brand new Monroe Mustang Sideline Store, powered by our apparel partner, BSN Sports. Create your own unique piece of Mustang gear by choosing from hundreds of apparel options, colors, graphics, and your choice of the new Monroe Mustangs logo collection. Through the month of September, save 15% on your order of $90 or more with the code SEPT20. Visit the Monroe Mustang Sideline Store at MonroeCollegeMustangs.com slash shop and gear up for the new school year. So now you're out there in Ohio. You're higher in college, no longer here at Monroe, of course. Uh, what kind of experience has it been for you transitioning from junior college to a Division three school out there? So I think um, it's it's been easy in some ways. In other ways, it's been a little tougher. Obviously, moving to the NCAA level, there's a lot more rules and restrictions that I have to buy for. There's a lot more things I have to do with our stats. Um, probably double check tri and triple check them more often than we would at a JUCO school. Um, but then again, I don't have to worry about stats on the road because I know they're being done for me. I think um, in some ways it's been easy to kind of step in just because of the experience I got at Monroe, um, the experience I got with you and the times I'm able to rely on you and your previous experience. And I can shoot your message, hey, David, uh, help, I don't know how to do this or something. Um, but I, I think um, it's, it's, been, it's been a great transition. As you know, um, there were a variety of reasons I took this job, um, one of which was I wanted to get close to home um, and whatnot. Um, but I think it's, it's been great to be home. Um, especially in, in a time like this in a global pandemic. I cannot imagine living alone um, during a time like this. But um, you know, obviously, neither of us will have sports this fall. Um, but I think, I mean, we have the support of the administration. We have a great group of coaches at Hiram, and it, it's, been, it's, it's been a really good transition. And now I'm in my second year, and we're, we're getting the ball rolling on a bunch of different things. We've done some larger projects. Um, we have a, score, a new video board that's being finished um, that we'll eventually get to use out on our uh, football, soccer, and lacrosse field. Um, but it's, it's been a great transition. I, I really like it, and I really like Hiram. And a lot of the same things that I really liked about Monroe are similar things to Hiram. It's one of, the, one of the things I think that's attracted me to this job and that's kept me at this job so far is the people and the student athletes. And the people and the student athletes at Monroe were great, um, and I dearly miss some of them. And the people and the student athletes at Hiram are incredible, from our student workers to our student athletes to the general campus staff and administration to the athletic staff and coaches. It's, it's the people that keep you in this job and they've helped with the transition from my previous graduate assistant to my current graduate assistant. And it, it's, it's been a lot of fun and I'm thoroughly enjoying it, even with all the challenges going on right now. Yeah, I think that was well said. And I think, you know, just again, going back to the people we work for and work with is that it is so much easier to do this job when you have really good support and, uh, people that believe in you and appreciate what you do. So I'm glad you're experiencing that at, out there as well. The last thing I would want for you is to have left us and then not landed somewhere where you were happy about it. Um, so you were speaking about the pandemic, obviously COVID-19 still going throughout the United States. Thankfully, you know, for you and I who love sports so much, you know, we've seen Major League Baseball is still going. The NBA is doing well. 
the NHL is doing well and the NFL is hopefully about to get things going as well and do it well. Um, but what are some things you were doing during this time when everything was kind of shut down, there were no sports on TV? How are you staying busy? I think part of that is work. I probably overworked myself this summer um, just because there's nothing else to do. There was no Cosida convention to go to. There was no summer vacation that we had planned. Um, I redid all our, our, I'm in the process of, because I'm not finished yet. I redid all our record books this summer. That was fun. Um, archiving stats and whatnot, but mock, but Hiram has um, a 40, 50 year history in some sports, 100, 110, 120 year history in some other sports. I mean, we played the first intercollegiate basketball game in Ohio against Mount Union in, I believe, 1892. Um, I mean, we have, we're the only college university in the country with a gold medal. Um, one at the, I believe, 1904 St. Louis Olympic Games. So it's, there, there's a great history and it's been great to kind of go through and figure out some of these names who I see on the wall of our Hall of Fame and like, oh my God, this guy scored 2,700 points and led the NCAA with 29 points per game in 1987. It's, it's been fun to kind of learn our history, which has been fun. And of course, obviously, haven't worked all summer. You got to get outside. There's, there's nothing like the great outdoors in times like this and seeing friends and family as possible, social distance, wearing a mask, of course. Please wear a mask so we can play sports this spring. Um, and then kind of like hanging out. And I'm sure we all did the watch old sports games. The, we got into things from our young um, and what our youth and whatnot. And, now we do have some sports back and it's, it's great to watch sports. And of course there's part of me that, that wishes that that worries about the sports and wonders whether we should have sports with everything going on and whatnot. Um, and he's worried about the future, but I, I, I think we've, 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 I've taken this summer day by day. So there's good days and there's bad days. There's days I scroll through Twitter and I want to throw my phone at the wall and get really angry at a variety of different things um, and whatnot. And then there's days where, the Cleveland Indians utterly destroy the Kansas City Royals 10 to 1 last night, hit four home runs, and I'm very happy. So it's, it's, it's a day-by-day -day thing, and I've done a lot of work and done a lot of fun projects for work, and I've done some stuff outside of work and hung out with friends and family. And all in all, obviously, it hasn't been a great summer because you can't have a great summer when there are almost 200,000 people dying from a virus um, and whatnot. Um, but it's, I mean, you do what you can. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you and I have kept busy in similar ways in terms of trying to get things done for work, trying new projects, such as an interview series and podcast, of course. And I think that's just part of our business is that, you know, when you have the opportunity, you try new things, you learn some new skills. And obviously, this was a great time for us to be doing that. Uh, I know you and I have both tested out a lot of different things on social media, doing trivia and wallpapers and, and things like that, just to just to kind of stay busy. Um, and I, of course, I actually um, just saw a webinar through COSIDA yesterday about mental health and sports information. Um, I was really intrigued by it because my mentor from SUNY New Paltz back in the day when I was a student there and um, an assistant sports information director there, uh, Brian Savard was on the panel. So I really wanted to hear what he had to say, but it's just one thing to remember too, especially in our line of business is that mental health is always important. And you know, sometimes, sometimes there are going to be days when we, you know, as sports information directors, just cannot get anything done. You know, some days you have to just spend it on Facebook and Twitter and scrolling through news for, for different sports things. And um, one thing to remember is that it's, just, it's okay to have days like that. I think 
on our best days, we are so productive that it makes up for the days that we're not. And when things are normal, the hours we work, you know, weekends, nights, early mornings, I think we, we really make up for it. So, you know, for other people looking to get into sports information or doing it right now, you know, just remember that it is okay if you have a day where you just don't get anything done because you're probably going to make yourself make up for it the next day anyway. Um, making up for those a lot this spring. Um, a lot. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, wear your mask. But I think we're going to be making up for a lot this spring. Yeah, I think you and I are in a very similar boat looking at what our schedules are coming up in January, February, March, especially March when I know for us, at least at the NJCAA, you know, I think we're going to have both soccer and volleyball and basketball and full swing. Football starts up in March. As usual, baseball and softball will be going. No cross-country season this year, unfortunately, but track and field and everything. Our rugby team is going to be mowing on. Marching band is going to be working hard to get it to every sport it can. We have eSports actually in Monroe now, so you know, you just missed that one, but that's beginning in the next few days, actually. So we're excited about that. And that's going to be a full year thing. And all of our teams are really just going to be right in the thick of it in, in March, whether it's the playoffs or just starting. And, you know, for people like you and me who have to be there for everything or cover everything, that's going to be probably one of the toughest challenges of our careers. But we're not alone, of course. Everyone across the country that does what we do is going to be doing the same thing. Some people have more help, some people have less help, but either way, I mean, and I know you and I are going to be very busy and we'll both be complaining to each other about it, but in the end it is doing what we love to do. So maybe it's a little bit overwhelming, but I think come June, we're going to look at it in hindsight and if things went somewhat well, uh, we'll sit, we'll call it a success. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun busy. Like, I don't know about you, but I'd do anything for, to have to stay at a football game this weekend. Like as, as, as annoying as football stats can be at times and how maybe we shouldn't be, we, we definitely shouldn't be playing football right now, at least at our level. But I'd love to be everything somewhat normal and starting a football game this week. Obviously we can't. And with everything going on, we shouldn't be. But I would love to be starting a game later today or tomorrow or this weekend. It just some sense of normalcy, I think, um, would be much, is much needed. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean there. It's like, it's one of those things where you wake up early on a Saturday morning to drive into work and you know, that setup takes three or four hours sometimes for football, making sure the broadcast is set up, making sure the PA announcer is set up, making sure that everyone is setting up on the field, even if it's not your responsibility, just kind of making sure that's working, testing out all the equipment, making sure the stats are running, the internet's good, the press box is not too hot, not too cold. Um, we have food for the staff, everyone's hydrated, things like that. I think, you know, you think about all the work that goes into it and you kind of dread it a little bit, but you also just miss when that, you know, that, that opening kickoff starts and just the thrill of the game, the excitement of, you know, getting the job done well. It's uh, something that everyone gets to experience. Luckily, you know, I, I, you experienced this at Monroe that we had some really good student workers as well and some staff that just really – work their tails off to make sure game day was a great experience, not just for football, but for all of our sports. So um, I'm sure you took a lot of that experience with you to hire them and made it your own different facilities, of course, out there. But, um, you know, I'm sure you, you made a great experience as well. And like I said, you know, we both just missed that stuff. And uh, so what are, what are some things you are 
looking forward to for the next few months while you still have time away from game day. And we're just, you know, almost working a normal nine to five job for the first time in, in our lives as sports information directors. I think it'll be nice, not that we can do much with them, but it'll be nice to have some free weekends in the fall. Um, there, will, of course, won't be Big Ten football to watch. There'll be some potentially some other college football, some other sports. But it'll be nice to have nights and weekends free for a couple months. Um, it'll be nice to have a more extended time range to do some sorts of things. I don't have to worry about getting photo day done for fall sports in two weeks. Um, I could do it in the middle of October and we'll be fine. I think just the extended timeline and whatnot. Um, and I think it gives us, it, one, of the, one of the great things, we hired a new graduate assistant this summer. I'm very excited to have him aboard. But now I have three months to train him with all the new stats programs, with Photoshop, with InDesign, whatever else he needs to learn. I don't have to throw him into the fire with NCAA live stats in a men's soccer game today. Because yesterday would have, would have been our first home game. I wouldn't have been, I would have probably had to be there with him. We would have had to walk each other through it. I mean, I haven't done a game on NCAA live stats soccer before. But I think this gives us a lot of time to get everything under our belt, train our student workers, so we're ready to go come the spring. I think it gives us, obviously it's not ideal, but it gives us a lot of time to sort of get the ball rolling so we're ready for takeoff come January, February, March, or whenever, fingers crossed, hopefully sports start up at our levels again. And of course, I think it gives us more time to relax. We can sleep in a little bit more. We can go to sleep a little bit early. Um, that's always nice. We can see friends and family more than we would have otherwise. Um, I've enjoyed watching baseball, basketball. Um, the bubble's been quite fun. So has the wobble. Um, I'm very excited for these, these second round series. Um, although the Raptors look like they're not going to make it a series um, against the Celtics. Um, it's, so it's, it's been fun. And I think we'll just, we'll, we'll make the best of the next three months and then we'll make the best of those next three months. Um, and hopefully things start to change and we, we slowly but surely um, see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I'd say I'm in a similar boat. I'm very optimistic about, you know, some of the things that we can get done on our end in Monroe as a department over the next few months, just kind of preparing for the, for the spring seasons. It's going to be interesting, you know, just putting fall sports in the spring. It's something we've never seen before, obviously, as a regular season. You know, you see all the fall sports have their spring ball seasons, and now it becomes the real season. And you're going to see the spring teams that don't get to play fall ball for real this year because of all the restrictions that are involved. So um, I know on, on our campus, at least, we do have our athletes returning. We do have practices starting. We have a lot of safety protocols in place and testing going on. And just, and, you know, every I, I really don't envy our coaches right now because they have to work so hard to modify how they do practice. And, you know, I think in the end, it's going to be a very big, learning experience for all of us to kind of adapt to such a strenuous situation and see what we can make of it. And I hope obviously to never have to do this again in our lives, but I think there's a lot of things we can take away from this. And of course, one of those things is just appreciating the normalcy of everything and appreciating what we have and the ability to go outside and to see friends and see our coworkers. Because I know every time I'm on campus, you know, I look at all the people around me, I'm like, wow, I missed everyone here. I can't believe I haven't seen them in a few months. So I'm sure you're experiencing the same thing every time you go on campus as well. I think you're doing it more often than I am. But uh, yeah, I think, I think it's uh, an interesting time. And I really just hope we never have to do something like this again. 
Zoom will never replace face-to-face -face interaction. It's great to talk to people and see people over Zoom, but just being in the office, being able to say hi to the coaches, even if it's from six feet away wearing a mask and talk to them and whatnot is, is great. It's great to be able to see people, see our student athletes. We started classes on Monday. Um, we have not started practicing that yet. There's a whole NCAA phase-in um, procedures we have to follow. Um, so hopefully over the next couple weeks, we'll be able to start um, social distance and smaller practices building up to eventually um, whatever is at the end of the boat. That's more of a question for our athletic trainer than me um, and whatnot. But um, it's, it's, it's great to see campus lively and we're, we're all hoping it stays that way. Um, we hope we can defeat this virus over the next few months and, and go from there. So obviously this, 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 there's times where it's, it sucks and there's times where there's this great experience and whatnot, but we're going to get through it. So uh, we're going to get through it. And I keep telling myself that and there are times I believe, I wonder if, if, I, if I'm wrong, um, but hopefully come the next couple of months, good things start to happen and we start to defeat this virus and all the other things going on in our society and we start to change for the better. So we're starting to get to the end of our time here today, but I want to ask one more fun question because I know just having listened to all your broadcasts back when you were here, even having jumped on with you a couple of times towards the end of your tenure here with Monroe, can you think back and just say like one or two of like your most fun experiences as a play-by-play -play announcer for Monroe, whether it was for football, basketball, volleyball, any of those? Well, I think it has to be calling the Eastern District Championship my first year. I mean, I don't think either of us kind of realized what that meant to the team and to Lou and to the Mustangs baseball program in general, a team that had never made, the, the, uh, made it to the Junior College World Series. Um, and we didn't even, I don't know if either of us thought we had a chance going in. We thought we might have, but I don't think we knew what, team, what the other teams were. And we had a decent season, but it wasn't like we were scoring 30 runs a game and crushing people. Obviously, we had Husto, who ended up being a, a 12th round draft pick, and he's, he's crushing it in the minor leagues. Um, but I, I think that we, we kind of felt as the days go on, like we could really do this. Just calling that final out, that was awesome. The 0-1, lift in the air, this should do it. And Carnacion has it, and for the first time in program history, the Mustangs are going to Grand Junction. The Monroe Mustangs are Eastern District champions and are headed to the Junior College World Series for the first time in program history. And to be able to go down, and then I realized, wait, I'm going to Grand Junction with you all. And to that whole experience, um, that was a blast. And I think that, that, that will forever stick with me, that whole sort of three to four week stretch. Um, I think the next year too, I think we thought we had a better chance. And I think we were worried at points too. And then we just crushed everyone in the Eastern District Championship. I wasn't there, you were there. That was a lot of fun checking the live stats and I'm like, wait, we just beat Hartford like 10 nothing? Like what? Like what? I didn't realize we could score 10 runs. Our field is like huge and we don't hit home runs there. Um, but I, I think the, the, the baseball wins were a lot of fun. I think of course with the Express, I wasn't broadcasting them, um, but just we, we picked up a lot of first win in program histories when, when Gian scored his 1,000 point in program history. Um, or his a thousand point. We had a bunch of other big wins and whatnot. Obviously, there, there, there's, there's too many to count. There's so many great memories. Um, basketball had some great wins. Both basketball teams, football had some great wins. Um, both soccer teams had some great wins. Of course, they went 
and both soccer teams won the national championships while I was there, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, softball, baseball, all the sports had, had great fun and great memories. And it, was, it was a blast over the two years. Yeah, and even since you've left, you know, I'm sure you're, you've been following along and you see that this past year we were on pace for such unprecedented success. Every NJCAA program was either competing in its national tournament or winning it as men's soccer did and women's soccer came up as the runner-up this year after winning it the year before. And, of course, unfortunately, we didn't get to see our basketball teams at the national tournament this year. Baseball and softball didn't even really get to get their season started. But, you know, obviously we're continuing the success and it would have been cool this year to have your voice on it for a lot of those things. But, you know, like you mentioned, that Eastern District Championship for, you know, a non-national title game, that was probably one of the biggest wins in our athletic department's history, just given how long they've been working for it and getting it done. So I remember I've listened back to that one a few different times just because uh, I know you had a great time following that game, just like you said, and I was expecting you to pick that as your answer. And it's just a fun one to really watch back. It was one of our um, first baseball broadcasts as well because we were in that stadium and had the internet and everything. So what a great experience that was. But Ari, I want to thank you for coming on Monroe Mustangs today as one of its first guests. Um, I will admit that some of the work you're doing at Hiram did influence my decision to start this up. So, you know, as I was joking earlier that I'd like to think I taught you everything you know, um, I will admit that you have taught me plenty as well. So I'm glad we still have this good relationship and I'm glad you're sticking with sports information. I think you've done a really good job. You deserve the success you've had so far and I hope that continues. And uh, again, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, David. All right, guys. Well, listen out next time. We're going to continue having great guests on the Monroe Mustangs. Make sure you're following us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Monroe Mustang. And find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, pretty much everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure you give us a, a download, subscribe, and listen out. Thanks again, everyone.